Hey, what's up, Chicago friends? If you are in the Andersonville area and want to check out a really cool comic book shop, head on over to Alley Cat Comics, 5304 North Clark Street in Chicago. If you're into comics, magna, gaming, and all the cool stuff, Alley Cat Comics is the place to be. Gotta love Celine and the rest of the gang over at Alley Cat Comics. Pick up your gaming supplies, set aside your comic books, grab the latest Star Wars and Marvel books, or give them a call at 773-907-3404. And tell them the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast sent you. Oh, yeah. Alley Cat Comics in Chicago. It's where the cool cats hang. See what I did there? This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. What's up, Scuttlebutt Nation? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, and thank you once again for joining us on this week's show. We got a doozy. Uh, we uh, put out some questions out there on the Twitterverse, and we got some answers, but uh, we got some really great topics, and I've got a guest tonight. Um, I am uh, talking with Anthony from the Sci-Fi Wise Guys uh, is with me tonight, and um, we got uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Hi, huh, Anthony. I, I'm told we do. Excellent, excellent. So uh, for folks that are tuning in tonight, I wanted to uh, give you a chance to give us your elevator pitch on uh, the the uh, podcast that uh, that you guys host. Absolutely. So we are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I, I guess I am a Sci-Fi Wise Guy from <laughs> yeah. the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. Uh, while the Scare of Scuttlebutt is dedicated to all things Star Wars and venturing out into some other science fiction, uh, the Sci-Fi Wise Guys reviews the science fiction you've never heard about. Independent, ah. straight to DVD, straight to stream, foreign, old, obscure. Uh, and sometimes we venture into Star Wars, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Um, so I wanted to ask you then, because of uh, what you guys do over there, what have been some really cool sci-fi movies that you guys have uh, talked about recently? Yeah, actually, uh, this is, uh, let's see, this past Monday, we released our first episode of season three, while we took a a little month off in February, we came back with a a movie that was actually a suggestion emailed into us uh, called Monsters of Man, which is an okay movie. It's about robots who, uh, you know, killer robots who, you know... uh, they lose control of, and they go killing people, and it's what you would expect uh, from that kind of. Uh, we're talking about tropes. It is very tropey, um, but it was a, like a million dollar film, all funded by one person. He got he did his own distribution deal. He did his own production. No meddling whatsoever. So it's got a kind of an interesting origin story to it, uh, and it's available to, to watch for free uh, on Tubi, streaming over oh, the yes. internet. Um, so that that's the last episode we the we just released it. Uh, it's just, it's interesting and also extremely tropey. So if, I mean, if you, I just described to you the film, you probably already know exactly how the film goes. <laughs> Everyone dies. Oh There's a cutaway with a robot at the very end who may or may not be alive. Who knows? Oh, uh, and wow. I, I'm going to guess there's never going to be a sequel. That's just how these, <laughs> these independent <laughs> sci-fi films go. Uh, but they don't get funny. to start with episode four, and then fill in the gaps, right? <laughs> yeah, right. 
That's uh, left for the lucky few. Yeah, the lucky few one. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. The lucky one. The lucky sure. one. Um, yeah, that's uh, free on Tubi. I should check it out, and uh, I'll report back to you at a later date. That's okay. a good one. I'll hold you to it. Excellent. Yeah, Monsters of Man. Wow. I see. Uh, there's only one actor in this that I that I um, am familiar with, Neil McDonough. Oh yes, he. So a lot of these independent films, they'll get a big name actor, right? Uh, um, uh, there's a Michael Dorn one coming up. Neil McDonough was in this one, uh, and they'll put that that actor in the film all in one setting. So they bring sure. they brought Neil McDonough in, and they filmed all of his takes in one, maybe two days, all in an office. Uh, but he's important to the plot. But it's definitely he's definitely not like in it. He's not fighting the the robots, unfortunately. <laughs> Starring Neil McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I um remember in, in the year two thousand I was a DP on an independent drama in Tulsa and oh. the producers were trying to get um a name attached to it and we almost got um uh the the Belushi brother that's not dead. What the hell's his name? Oh, <laughs> the James one that's Belushi. Not dead. Yeah, James Belushi. Well, I don't. Were they? Was he not dead in two thousand? I don't remember. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't I want to tell you how old I was in two thousand. It might <laughs> separate us in a way that we'll never be able to overcome. Well, you know, I, I think uh, when I asked you about certain movies and you said that I haven't seen those, I, I made a decision that I have probably aged out of social media. So there's that. Well, look, if we look, I have that <laughs> that message up where you asked me about those movies. Those aren't particularly old, I suppose. Not not so much, no, oh, no. Not so much. I would have been a but, child. <laughs> I would have been a, a, a not an adult, we'll say, at the very least. But it's funny, though, because it's like, it's, it's as if I asked you, um, let's review Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I wasn't alive in 1934. <laughs> I wasn't. Interesting enough. Um, we have that in common, Ro. Yeah, we're perfect. There. That's we're, awesome. <laughs> neither of us were alive in 1934. That's hilarious. I'm going to go out on a limb and say neither of us were alive in 1944 either. <laughs> that might be two that things we have in common. Very good. There you go. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it coming. Uh, 54? I don't like. I don't want to accidentally step into... <laughs> Step into a realm that you cannot yeah. take your foot out of. <laughs> Before we start on the topic, um, actually, why don't we tell the folks what uh, what the main topic is? But I did want to do a little warm up. Um, but um, I really love uh, the the main topic that we're going to talk about because there's a lot uh, there's you know kind of a lot of movies that are that deal with uh, some of this stuff. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell uh, our audience what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, uh, in in lieu of old movies I've never heard of, uh, we're going <laughs> to discuss uh, typical science fiction science fiction adjacent plot devices and tropes, whether that be time travel or parallel dimensions or cloning or cute little fuzzy creatures, whatever that happens to be. Uh, there's these, these recurring plot devices in science fiction, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Excellent. Excellent. I love me a good time travel story, and there's not a lot of good ones, but 
We'll, uh, Ro, we'll tease that out. Ro, that was my first question, Ro. How dare you? Now I've got to come up with more questions. <laughs> oh, man. Not at all. Not at all. But let's warm up. Um, you know, we, we're not really a news podcast, but, you know, from time to time when we scour the interwebs, we check out, uh, log in to see what Twitter is talking about. There's a couple of things that people like to talk and argue back and forth. Um, did you find anything? I found some news. Do we want to argue? I mean, we can argue about something. We can talk about Picard if you like, um, oh. or The Last of Us. I've been keeping, I've been keeping up for once. Um, but my news is a, is a little bit more obscure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you asked me about like kind of recent uh, movies we've watched and that type of thing. One of the, uh, one of my favorite franchises, one of my favorite movie franchises is called the FP. Now the FP mm. is an independent film from 2011. Uh, it is created by a man named Jason Trost. Uh, the first film had some some production behind it. Uh, he's made three sequels, um, each less than fifty grand a piece. Um, wow! Yeah, very very small. Uh, it's the same group of people every time. Um, he directs, he writes, he acts in it, and, and his wife is in it. Um, it's fantastic. The fourth one just released digitally last week uh, on the twenty third of February, twenty twenty three. Um, and if, it's on Voodoo. I think it's on like basically anywhere you would buy a digital movie. Mm-hmm. Allow me to read you the, this is the fourth movie. So I don't expect you to understand anything about this, but let me to read you the blurb right quick. Uh, the description on Voodoo. Excellent. A legendary family of rhythm game warriors must battle their way deep into the future to save what remains of a booze fueled humanity from a horrific calamity that threatens to turn them all stone cold sober forevs. <laughs> it's called FP forevs. FP number four E V Z. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, that sounds that sounds pretty funky. <laughs> I, I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I thought um, I would look up some uh, some independent or, or smaller sci-fi news. Um, sure. Because I I, uh, I argue the big stuff all day. And then uh, I get to come home at night and watch my small things small, that no one's ever heard small of. movies. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, it almost sounds like uh, a movie that might have been made in the 80s. Very much a very 80s uh, looking, <laughs> very 80s, 90s uh, chic. Um there's a lot of DDR. Uh, there's a lot of slang that you just don't understand at the time. There's a lot of ducks. Ducks are very important to the plot. Uh, wow. And as you heard from the blurb, there's time travel now. Didn't start yeah. that way. It got weirder and weirder as it went. So it's uh, it's almost like the the Fast and Furious of uh, independent uh, sci-fi. Except for it's they got to sp- and wackier. <laughs> they did get to space in the third movie as opposed yeah, to the tenth right. or ninth or whatever it was. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got him beat there. That's but yeah, hilarious. big fan of his work. He's done other things as well, um, but definitely want to you know plug the little guy. Absolutely, yeah, that's pretty cool. So one of the things that uh, you know we we're gonna have to have you back uh, to uh, talk big stuff too because uh, you mentioned Picard and mm. uh, I'm really really enjoying uh, this season. 
Um, but I, I came across another piece of news, which um, I think I remember hearing about this um, maybe a year or longer ago. But um, they are redoing um, The Crow. Um, yeah, I saw and that. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised, um, not because, in a, you know, obviously I posted that I was really excited about this new upcoming Crow movie. You've got Bill Skarsgård um, in the leading role um, as Eric Draven. And, um, you know, the original Crow with Brandon Lee was such an incredibly perfect movie, I think. It was uh, obviously a launching pad for him and his uh, future career. Unfortunately, that was cut short. Um, but it's uh, the original Crow is a cult classic, to say the least. Very quotable. Um, I, I love I love that movie. Um, but. That being said, I am still um, still a little excited uh, about this new crow. I think uh, the Skarsgård family is very talented. Oh, yeah. uh, Bill Bill Skarsgård is um, I've seen him in some other projects, and he man he he really takes his roles uh, seriously. Um, very convincing on on all points. Um, and uh, yeah, again, like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to this crow, this incarnation of of the of the story. Yeah, that's some, like that's I interesting. said, that that family's very talented. Oh like yeah, I said the Skarsgårds um, are, I think, my favorite. Are they, they're not a Hollywood family, but like acting family. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And again, you know the. Um, Remembering a lot of uh, the original Crow, the soundtrack was really great. Uh, his oh, look. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the sequels that happened afterwards, but. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you should. Those are movies that would show up on my podcast, not not yours. <laughs> um, maybe funny, we'll do that. Funny. Maybe we'll have you on and we'll do a, a Crow sequel marathon. That would be awesome. See who can last the longest. <laughs> yeah, I just started watching one of the subsequent sequels to the original uh, Mummy, and oh. I realized that Rachel Weiss was not in um, that third mm, one, I think, or the, the Dragon Emperor, the dra- whatever. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I, so I never, I never saw that one because ra- there was no Rachel. Why would I? Exactly. Why would I do it? Why, why bother? Exactly. Uh, when you said the original mummy, I thought you meant like the one from the 1930s. And I was about to remind right. you that we weren't, <laughs> we weren't alive. We weren't alive in then. the 30s. We established <laughs> that earlier. Yeah. Boris Karloff is my favorite actor at the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I don't really have a favorite from that era. There's just so many great ones to choose from. Sure. Let me, uh, let me circle back. Um, <laughs> let me circle back. That'll be next, next week's episode. Yeah, next week's episode. If there's time travel involved, we'll uh, we'll do. Oh, it. there definitely will be time travel involved. <laughs> all right, friends, time to say thank you and acknowledge all the wonderful souls that help keep the lights on over here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thanks. We're super lucky to have you. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons, Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red Five Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Can't forget our other patrons, Rogue One Radio. Thank you, 
DJ Steve and Nicole. And check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on comics and uh, cosmetics. Go subscribe to her show. Our Miami pal, The Frank. What's up, Frank? And Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of The Scuttlebutt. Thank you, kind sir. Massive shout out to my co-host and mistress of the dark, Chantel of Scarif After Dark. And the ever so wonderful Belinda. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you're on this list. Big thanks to our other friends, Alex and Jay, and our resident classic Hollywood expert, one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons. And if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. I actually did. Did you? Uh, you mentioned you retweeted that uh, that crow news, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's. I've actually where I saw it was from your your Twitter feed. So thank you. Yeah, spreading yeah. the news. So everyone out there, if you want to know all about the upcoming stuff, and you should follow the scuttlebutt on Twitter. Yeah. You always ask yourself, what is the scuttlebutt? I'll tell you. There's, that was a good plug. That was a good plug. Very natural. That wasn't scripted at all. Not at all. Not at all. That's how we roll here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Fantastic. Excellent. So science fiction tropes. Um, uh, yeah, like like I said earlier, I, I think there's a lot of really great stuff. A lot of great um, storylines that, uh, that involve... Um, a lot of different things, obviously. You mentioned time travel, parallel dimensions. We have multiverses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a Star Wars fan, cloning is one of our favorites, of course. Oh, that's true. That's right? true. Is it one yeah. of your favorites? Um, I oh. think by default it it has to be. It it says so <laughs> on my 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 uh my card, my um membership card here. Oh, cloning. They're the rules. Sci-fi. The rules, trope. You have yeah. to be pro cloning. Got it. Yep. Exactly. But um, yeah, there's, um, you know, tr- time travel is, uh, I-, I think for me, time travel really is my favorite kind of sci-fi trope. Um, it's just fascinating to think. And I think because I was a nerd in, in, in grammar school and all through high school, mm. I, I really, um, I really studied up on Albert Einstein, his life, his work, and uh, the whole time travel situation. And I know a lot of people, you know, they equate time travel to E equals MC square, and you just plaster it everywhere. And people oh, are like, yeah. oh, yeah, time travel. That's the formula. That's totally how it um, works, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, time travel is very fascinating. Um, do you have any stories of time travel um, what was your first, uh, exposure to time travel in movies? Oh, wow. First exposure to time. I mean, it, it was probably an episode of Star Trek, but if we uh, go with what I would remember, it's going to be back to the future. Oh, of course. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything else it could be. Yeah. It had to be back to the future followed very closely by back to the future two and three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like those were all watched pretty close together, uh, which, you know, those are, 
those are fun films. I don't I don't know if the time travel holds up. I mean, time travel rarely does hold up if you think about it too hard. But yeah, I would have to be it have to be Back to the Future for sure. Yeah, Back to the Future was great because uh, especially the. I think was it the the second and the third one were filmed kind of back to back and they went yeah. back in time and the, and you got to see the first movie again but from a uh, a different angle and I thought that was very clever very cool um, very cool so I I thought that was really great um and you know I you know you you're right about time travel and and having that trope kind of uh, not hold up as much and I know there was a lot of uh, people talking about that very fact during um what was the one of the Avengers? Uh, was it Endgame? Or? Endgame, yeah, yeah. Where they just that, like, hey, we're going to introduce um, alternate parallel universes and time travel, and you're going to have to get on board because that's what we're doing for the next hour and a half. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, you're right. If you don't think about it too too hard, uh, it's just uh, really. It's. I, I think overall, it's a really cool concept in itself um, to be able to go back in time and. And uh, take a look at, uh, I don't know, take a look at the universe, take a look at uh, yeah. stuff back in time. Um, I always ask uh, folks if you were able to travel either forward or back in time. Uh, one, would you go forward or back? And two, where, what time period would you, would you hang out in? Oh, man. I, that's a big, long, blank space there. You're going to have to edit out as I thought about this real hard. Um, <laughs> We'll fix it in post, remember? Fix it in post. We're fixing it in post. I guess I would have to go back to 1934 so I could see Manhattan in the theater. Um, so we, so that the first half of this podcast would make sense. Yes. Uh, if, I, if I really did have to choose, I mean, if do I have to stay there? Because if I have to no, stay there after I back. travel, yeah. it's the right. future, right? Like, there's, I only want it to get better. Uh, let's get better medicine, better resources. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I can go and come back, I'm just visiting for a while. Um, definitely, like the Renaissance, like oh. Italy, like in, in, like just anywhere, anywhere near any of the great painters or sculptors or artists or what have you. Just that whole time period. Uh, it's so so interesting. Where corsets were, were were corsets were tied tight. Oh well, I wasn't. Unfortunately, fortunately, I wouldn't have to wear a corset, so I wasn't thinking that uh, that hard about <laughs> Not it. Not you. Um, yeah, I guess like I I didn't really think about whether like I also didn't think about the fact that I don't speak Italian or Latin or right old English. <laughs> so you'd have there's to some um, skills I've got to gain first. Yeah. You, you, You'd have to introduce another one of uh, movies, um, uh, sci-fi tropes, uh, Universal Translators. Mm. Yeah, the TARDIS just gets in my brain and translates everything for me. Sure. Or uh, yeah. what was the, uh, the Yankee and King Arthur's Court? We all just speak modern English. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. you're right. We have to do two tropes. Um, at least one of those tropes, like I. Uh, it's one thing where I'm gonna I'm going on a. Uh, a bit of a, a rabbit hole here, but I do like universal translators, especially when they break. <laughs> like it's yeah. such a, that's, it's a, it's a trope, but we get it right. Like you want to get past the language barrier. You would don't want to spend most of the movie or the story, unless it's about communication, which there are some great stories about that. You want to just get past it as quickly as you can. So you can move forward to whatever other story you're trying to tell. But man, when the universal translator breaks down, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really really mm. interesting. 
Sí, es verdad. Es una cosa muy chistosa que se ve en las películas. <risa> yes. uh, sí, señor. Sí. <risa> It's been a while since I took Spanish. I was in Mexico recently, but I did not. I didn't have to say anything beyond hello and goodbye. <laughs> fortunately, and and uh, una cerveza por favor. But <laughs> no, yeah, there's más cervezas. Más cervezas. Mas cervezas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, time travel is very fascinating for me. I would like to go back to the old west. Um, I find okay. that time period very interesting. And the only thing is that I would I would go back with a some sort of modern invention that will amaze and astound the crowd. Um, and this is the stupidest thing that I can think of, but I would go back with a lightsaber, like a real lightsaber. Just so you go to the future first. I'd go to the future first, pick up some grab things. a lightsaber, mm-hmm. and then go back in time okay. and uh And uh, wave it, uh, you know, wave it around, there's, and people would be like, "What the hell is that?" There's a Star Trek episode about this. <laughs> um, I'm sure there is. There's a uh, a time traveler from the future shows up, but then it turns out the twist is that he's actually from the past, and he stole the time ship, and he's there in the future to get things to then like, so he could be the inventor of them or what have you. Oh, you know, greed, nice. capitalism. Sure. You know. Yeah. Typical Star Trek themes. That could be a yeah. problem, yeah. Yeah. But yes, the lightsaber, uh that would be uh that would be interesting. Cuz I, you know, I would like to uh impress upon these people that uh I am not to be trifled with. Oh. I mean, they Scare had guns. Them. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Like if they if they get a little too confused about it, I feel like uh <laughs> Somebody'll shoot oh. me. It'll be like like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, waving the blade <laughs> yeah. around, and Indy just takes out the gun and blows me away. Someone's going to Harrison Ford you pretty quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. What would you, what would I take back? Like if I could take back any one thing, I mean the easy answer is your phone, right? Like I can show some pictures or video or. Make make yeah. it make noise or something, but then it runs out of battery. And what am I? And then a, how are you going to charge a it? witch? What it right. would? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to me at that point. Hopefully, I can just come home in my train slash hovering time travel machine. <laughs> yes. Have you seen some of those old black and white uh, pictures of people supposedly in the old west, but they're They've, they're um, they're dressed obviously in the attire of the time, but they're holding oh, yeah. their hands up to their ears, and people are saying this is a time traveler, and uh, he's holding a cell phone. Oh, I, I think I have. I've I seen love some those. Of that. I like seeing like the old doctored photos where right. it looks like it's old, and it's and it's like the old west, or like when you when you had to sit still for 20 seconds to take a picture, but there's just right. like an alien or they have some device that doesn't make sense. Those are, there's a guy in the back or there's a guy in the background wearing an REM t-shirt. Right. Right. Well, I think that's where, that's how Slender Man started that whole thing. I think it was just, oh. a, it was a forum where they were sharing those types of pictures and <laughs> yeah, it grew. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Um, I, I have a time travel question. Have we started questions? Did we just kind of, dip into that yeah go for it yeah um a lot of 
like of, of the Avengers. I'm glad you mentioned it. They've opened up the whole time travel thing. Star yeah. Trek, of course, has had time travel from a very early, uh, very very early on in the in the original series. And they've had mo- they've had multiple movies that have time travel. Um, sure. But Star Wars, do you think mm. Star Wars could do? Could A, do time travel, and B, do you think it would be worth it? Do like, you think it would benefit from a time travel plot? I, I don't, I'm not saying we change anything permanently. Self-contained, just like anything else. But do you think they could pull it off? Do you think it would make sense? Um, they can pull anything off, but I am a proponent for of a keeping... Except Fett show, yeah. But right, regardless, right. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a, I've, I've been a proponent of uh, keeping time travel away from Star Wars. Okay. Um, and I know there has been some hubbub about, uh, the world between worlds and how that's kind of a little time travel-y. Um, but I think even if they do decide to do world between worlds, as they demonstrated that storyline in the, uh, Rebels animated series, it um, it opens up too many cans of worms, and I know a lot of fans who perhaps maybe not been okay with the sequel trilogy are clamoring for the creatives to use the world between world to demonstrate that uh, that the sequel trilogy didn't exist in a certain uh, multiverse of Star Wars. Uh, um, but I think that would be um, kind of. Um, a bad move business wise, because obviously there are people that like the sequel trilogy and um, I wouldn't want to take that away from them. And I think also it would kind of give ammunition to the uh, folks that maybe did not like the sequel trilogy and say, ha ha, I told you so. And full disclosure here, because this is the first time you are on um, the scare podcast. Um, I absolutely do not like uh, the sequel trilogy as far as I can throw it. Uh, the Force Awakens was great. Um, the the my least favorite Star Wars is the Last Jedi. Okay, um, and I um, I try to uh, I try to erase it from my mind. But again, you know, a Star Wars is someone's Star Wars, and I wouldn't want to um, you know poo poo on their parade, so uh, to speak. I, I agree. I think it would be lazy of them to do that, regardless of anything else. I think that's just lazy. Hey, yeah, yeah sure. we made a mistake. We're just going to fix it all with time, time travel, travel years later. No, uh, I just, I think that they could pull off a self-contained story that involves time travel. I mean, you they're traveling faster than the speed of light. With the speed at which they get from point A to point B, you could almost say they're time traveling. Um, sure. They, you know, they hyperspace goes at the speed of plot uh, is how I like to put it. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Uh, but I think they, they could, but you're all right. It opens up a whole nother can of worms. It does uh, expose the star Wars universe to a whole other set of rules when it already has a lot of rules or lack thereof when it comes to the force and just the way things work. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought you would have an interesting opinion on it. Um, sure. And that's, that's why I was curious. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, getting to the other trope, the whole parallel dimension multiverse type thing, I think that's uh, a little bit related. Like I said, I think they yeah. did a little of that in um, in the world between world stuff, which I, you know, I, I do find that interesting. I think there is precedent um, 
I always talk about how Yoda says, uh, through the force, things you will see, uh, you know, friends long gone, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of uh, retroactively attribute um, the world between worlds to what Yoda was kind of talking about. At, at the time, obviously, we didn't know. Um, and, you know, the rebel storyline did not exist. But um, I like to kind of plug in that uh, interpretation into things. Through the Force, things you will see, other places, the future, the past, old friends long gone. This is almost like, uh, you know, sometimes I, I feel that um, I've got Star Wars Tourette's because anytime <laughs> I have a conversation about anything, it always comes back to Star Wars. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about cloning. And um, as a Star Wars fan, obviously, cloning is uh, is kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> I would say there is a whole war about it. <laughs> yeah. They named the they war a, after, after the one that. army. <laughs> that army was so big and vast and horrible that they were like that was the clone wars right like not the droid wars or the civil war no it was the clone wars it's funny because you know as a kid watching that uh the first um mention of the clone wars with obi-wan kenobi yeah telling luke um you know i'm not sure if kids at that age knew what cloning was and um, just uh, George Lucas dropping it in there like nonchalantly. It's like, oh, it's just like, okay. Oh, hey. I, By the way. Yeah. I was, I don't, how old was I? I, I my first experience with Star Wars was the, uh, my grandmother for Christmas bought us the gold VHS special edition tapes. Oh, those are evil because those are pan and scan. What are you doing, man? Well, look, I was, uh, <laughs> it was a gift. I've seen plenty of Star Trek. I had read, I was a, I was an avid reader, so I'd read some science fiction um, as a, even as a very young, young child, um, but I'd never been exposed to Star Wars. So uh, yeah, I, I did know what it was, but it's only because I had years of Star Trek and other things. Um, sure. But yeah, no, I, it, it definitely like, it, it's one of those little throwaway lines, one of those little plot threads that always stuck in the back of my mind growing up. Um, and then of course we got the prequel trilogy and it, it, it lived, it lived up, I guess. It, well, yeah, sure. It lived up. I mean, I didn't know what yeah. to expect, so why not? Misa proposed that the Senate give immediately emergency powers to the Supreme Chancellor. I mean, we talk about Star Trek. Is is are the transporters not just cloning people? Yeah, right. They are. Um, I'm just breaking saying. down and then reassembling somewhere else. Uh, it's they're faxing people. They are they're the fax machines. That's great. They're <laughs> human fax machines. Transporters. <laughs> And uh, sometimes uh, it'll copy you and leave part of you in one place and the other you in the other place for years. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it'll scramble you and you'll die. Um, you know, it's, but it's all worth it. That way you don't have to take a shuttle. Why, who wants yeah, to absolutely. get into a spaceship to go down to the earth? Just teleport. It takes, You're fine. It takes, takes too long. It takes way too long. <laughs> you brought up parallel universes and like the multiverse. Um, 
I know you, uh, I can already tell how you feel about it in Star Wars, <laughs> uh, but in general, do you feel like that's a, I mean, is that a cool plot device, the whole mirror universe or parallel universe, or is it kind of eh, lame and cringy? Um, yeah, I think I would pick the latter. Um, slightly lame and a little bit cringy. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, you described uh, some aspect of time travel in storytelling a little on the lazy side. I think uh, parallel dimensions and multiverse, I might um, attribute uh, laziness to to that aspect of our little science fiction trope discussion, too. Okay. Um, and I, you know, we've had a lot of multiverses lately uh, in the MCU. Um, which I think for the most part is more of a marketing gimmick, um, more so than anything. Sure. You can uh, sell a lot of uh, different versions of Captain America, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about merchandising, but, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, I'm not, um, like I said, I think time travel for me is like my favorite um, science okay. fiction trope because I think um, – Again, it's just it, it's an aspect of science fiction, you know, literature that kind of fascinated me as a young kid. Um, parallel dimensions didn't really, because I, you know, you start thinking about it, and um, I know, you know, there's been articles um, citing the fact that parallel dimensions might be a thing in in real life, but I'm thinking there's so much energy that is required to maintain this universe. You have to double it infinite an infinite amount of times to to create infinite parallel dimensions which i'm not sure i don't know i'm not a scientist and i don't play one on tv but it sounds a little far-fetched to me it can be i think it can it's just like any other common plot device or or trope is that it depends on the execution I feel yeah. like, uh, like the, you know, the mirror universe episodes in, in Star Trek, like Star Trek D Space Nine, they were fun little one-off filler episodes. They, they shook things up a little bit in a season that was 26 episodes long. And com- compare that to, say, season one of Discovery, mirror universe, where it's just like, oh, okay, here's how we're going to explain <laughs> away the story that we've, you know, the, this corner we've painted ourselves into. Oh parallel universe there's the right. mirror universe oh you all liked michelle yo well we did too we're bringing her back let's do it uh <laughs> so it it, it kind of it can go both ways i think execution matters a lot uh but i i, I think i tend to agree that and as a whole unless you unless you have a really original idea around it go with time travel time travel is more interesting yeah, and obviously the uh, the original Star Trek did it uh, did that uh, parallel dimension fairly well. They explained it well. Um, it was um, it was kind of cool to see you know our crew of the Enterprise kind of be the their evil counterparts. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, oh yeah. I mean, as much as I I just kind of bashed on that that plot line in discovery i did love killy killy was great great character fantastic yes yeah actually um but yeah, that's because she, she was uh, so different right yeah 
Uh, yeah, we really didn't get to meet any of the other characters in Discovery. There wasn't. They didn't do a really good job of having it be a uh, an ensemble cast. So meeting the universe, their mirror universe counterparts, meant nothing. It was like, yep, they're evil. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching Discovery the first season. Um, I think I bought it on DVD because I had like Best Buy points. I I didn't have. Uh, I forgot what service it was on. Um, I know it was on Netflix, but uh, in the not in the United States. Hmm. Um, yeah, Paramount. Uh, or I didn't, yeah. it was uh, CBS All Access back right. then. Right. Yes. Right. A horrible app. Horrible, oh my god! Horrible. It it kept freezing on me every single time. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, yeah, the Star Trek Discovery is uh, you know, like I said, I watched the first season. I uh, couldn't, I really couldn't finish the 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 late the last season. Um, but I think their characters, they, I feel like they were trying too hard to be relatable, and it just was not mm-hmm. working for me. Yeah, yeah, I could couldn't see get that. into them. Could not get into them at all. They went through. I, if I recall correctly, please don't look this up because I, I might be wrong. <laughs> if I recall correctly, the original showrunner got fired late, late, late in pre-production, like like right before production started. So it was kind of a mad scramble to fix things and move things around and, and shift. Um, and then either between seasons one and two or two, two and three, a bunch of the writers got fired for some... Um, HR related issues, kind of just like a kind of a hostile work environment. Uh, so there's a reason beyond just fan backlash that that show went through so many tone changes in its first three seasons. Yeah. But Hey, I, I, I enjoyed it at the end. I did like the last season. Yeah, I didn't, I don't think how many seasons did it go? It's uh, we're waiting on season five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I stopped when they went uh, 800 years into the future. Oh, yeah. It's good. Like in the middle of that season. Okay. Yeah, the season after that, I think, is my... Well, really, the Pike season is my favorite season, let's be honest. But the season the season four, I think, has my, been my favorite. Yeah, and I love Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you do. We've th- talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. Not another another plug for the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. You can find there you go. Uh, Ro talking <laughs> Strange New Worlds with us. Hey, this is Sam Whitwer. Hey, this is Will Wheaton. I'm Armin Shimmerman. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Hi, this is Aaron McCarty. Hi, this is Mark Pellegrino. And welcome to the FSF Podcast. Your home for the all-nerdy, no-dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. You can find us on your favorite audio podcast providers, Real Wise Radio, and of course, our YouTube channel. know one of my favorite uh time travel stories in trek if we're sticking to uh, a little trek talk why not um is uh yeah what um what was it was the next generation um yesterday's enterprise Ooh, yeah well that's not really is that time travel 
It's, it's kind of time no, it's, travel. It's kind of tra- time travel. It's a little more parallel dimension, I guess. It's a little bit of both. They kind of combined it. Like yeah. the, it, It's an alternate reality based on the Enterprise C time traveling. Right. Great so, episode. Yeah, they, great episode. And I, um, I met the... Um, I met the writer, Eric Stilwell. I used to do a lot of uh, music videos for uh, Creation Entertainment, and um, he was there, and nice. uh, we, chit- we chit-chatted. Um, yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but that's a great episode, and I think um, if, you, if anybody's watching Picard, um, there's a little throwback to that episode um, yeah. in this season of Picard. And I can't wait to see if they do anything with it or if it's just kind of a uh, throwaway Easter egg. Um, but um, we'll see what happens. My my money's on Easter egg, but we'll see. We'll see. You know... Um, I don't wanna, sorry, I didn't want to like burst your bubble there. I, I, <laughs> I hope it's not, but, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just you know, putting my money on that, but I won't be upset if I lose that money. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad now. We were talking about mirror universes. I asked you if they were cool or not. You said no. And then we started talking about time travel again. Cause I think apparently this was supposed <laughs> I, to be a time travel episode. And we just didn't realize it until we started talking. <laughs> well, I think it all came down to time travel because it is kind of a very useful um, science fiction trope. I mean, slingshot around the sun and let's go save some whales, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Were they there to save the whales or were they there to save themselves? The whales were just in the means to an end. That's true. It's all yeah. happenstance. If Absolutely. they had the ability to go into the past with a cloaked ship and transport extinct animals off of the earth and bring them to the future, why hadn't they been doing that this whole time? Right. You're That's right. All, I'm, I'm just saying. Also, why does time travel make you see milky statues of yourself? <laughs> Floating in space, <laughs> I don't, Dive, I don't diving understand. into a lake. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of questions in that movie. We don't have time. We don't have time. Uh, so let's 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 harp on time travel for a moment. Uh, totally off the cuff. We're down. We're in the weeds. Um, Doctor Who, yay or nay? Oh yeah, um, I remember starting my doctor. You know what? It's it's funny. When I was younger, I had two really great friends, and they were all into Doctor Who. And I remember watching a couple of episodes. And this was let's see, who was the doctor at the time? I think it was uh, um, Pertwee. Okay, was it? Um, what, he was. That would have been. Oh, you're aging yourself, bro. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, nineteen the the eighties. Um, John Pertwee, and obviously, you know, the, the one doctor that I know for sure, because Tom Baker, Tom Baker, there you go. Okay. I, I had a feeling he was, he was after, I think he was, he was after Pertwee. I believe so. Um, he also plays, um, the Bendu in the Star Wars animated show Rebels. Oh, okay. Tom, cool. Uh, Tom Baker. Yeah. Weird. All but, right. um, 
where was I going with this? Oh, so my friends used to watch religiously <laughs> Doctor Who and they loved it. Yeah. And they actually used to film um, little movies of themselves being Doctor Who. And um, I remember watching a Doctor Who episode and I'm like, wow, this is done so cheaply. It's like high school science fiction. It's not even science fiction. What the hell's going on? I just, <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I was just, it's, it was not for me. It's a lot to take in those old, old yeah, school yeah, Who. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, so I uh, never really was a Doctor Who fan until my son was born. And um, we were looking up for some stuff to watch. And I think some of the newer Doctor Who's, starting with uh, Eccleston. Yes. Um, that's where my Doctor Who um, adventure started with him. And uh, we watched... Uh, we watched that Doctor Who up until the current stuff uh, religiously as uh, as my son grew up, and uh, I taught him the ways of sci-fi nice. and fantasy. Nice. Um, but yeah, we uh, I really uh, I really enjoy uh, a lot of uh, you know the the Doctor Who from that point on. You know, I, I've watched a couple of the older ones, but sure, uh, sure. something about those new stories. Um, obviously the budgets, uh, grew <laughs> yeah, exponentially just a little bit, just a little bit more money in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, um, they've been yeah. great. Awesome. Ecclestein was my first doctor. I, I watched doctor who based on a friend's recommendation. I didn't know anything about it. I knew nothing. Mm. I didn't know that the character's name was Doctor Who. I didn't know he was, uh, spoilers, I guess, an alien. I didn't know there was time travel involved. I knew nothing. So that first episode was a lot. Uh, it was a very good introduction. Really, really enjoyed it. David Tennant is my, uh, was, uh, I think, my favorite. I think, yeah, he's, he's my favorite right now. Tomorrow, I'll answer differently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to uh, Russell T. Davies coming back and... Uh, doing more, being the showrunner again, and uh, yeah, okay. Well, you you can't talk about time travel without talking about the Doctor, right? And the TARDIS that was um, that uh, keeps being uh, one of our. You know, sometimes we do a um, a Q and A little quiz segment called Sentry Mode, uh-huh. and I always um, I always have that question up my sleeve. What does TARDIS stand for? Time and relative dimension in space. You would have won. Oh, I didn't win just now? No. Oh, well, I take it back. <laughs> I'm going to say Wait, it. let me... I will... Uh, well, let's retroactively have that as the quiz. So let's <laughs> play, the, play the theme song. This is Sentry Mode. I mean, I thought I was going to win, but oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, still, still trying to fix it in post. So we'll fix it in post. Yeah. We'll add the song in there. We'll make some dollar bill noises. Um, <laughs> cheer the Cha-ching. crowd from uh, Will of Fortune. No, Price is Right. I think that's the better crowd. We'll do the Price is Right crowd noise. Right. Yeah. 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 Throw in, throw in a little Joker's Wild. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, now I'm aging myself. Uh, sure. Sure. We're age. Sci-fi knows no age. We're all here. Exactly. We're all having fun. Yeah. We can go back and start over. Just because I wasn't there doesn't mean, you know, wasn't good. I'm sure it was great. Uh, I, You know, I, I can safely say that uh, out of the three little lists here of sci-fi tropes, that time travel seems to be our favorite. Yeah. Well, second favorite. 
Okay. Are you are you ready for my favorite? Um, I'm ready. I'm holding on. I don't know how to. Let me let me see if I can do this in the form of a question. <laughs> no, my my favorite sci-fi trope is the action jacket. The action jacket. The uh, the Han Solo vest for no reason other than to have a cool vest or jacket. Because oh. Han Solo did it, so now everyone's got to do it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you always know who's the coolest kid on the spaceship because he looks the most like Han Solo. <laughs> you, know what bothered me? you know what bothered me about Han Solo's outfit is every comic, every Star Wars comic, every uh, piece of artwork of Star Wars that comes out, any production still, he's wearing the same outfit. Like, does yeah. Star Wars happen in like one day? Yeah. Like, does everything happen in that same day? They've got the same clothes on? Same I mean, with they, Leia. It's, it's always that white outfit. Yeah. They It's because, well, you don't understand, and they don't really dive into it. I, I understand how you're not a super fan like me, so you wouldn't get this deep into the lore, row. but they actually shower <laughs> with their clothes on. So oh. they just walk in, and it goes pew, 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 and then they're clean, clothes and all. That's That's canon as of right now. That could come in handy. It could. It mends your clothes, I think. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it mends them as well. Very nice. Yeah. I like that. It's like Bacta for your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> clothes, Bacta. Yeah, nice. Why, why not? But but you're right. Like, they don't. But that's kind of a thing in, in television in general. It's like, hey, are you still wearing? It's been, how many days has it been? <laughs> How are people no. standing close to you? I know how long you've been alone <laughs> on that spaceship or on, uh, marooned on this planet or whatever. Like they find him and they all, they find the, the person marooned on the, the planet who's been surviving by their their wits and their wills for weeks. And then they're like, oh, give, give me a hug. It's so good to see you. It's like, nah, man, you need to take a sonic shower. You need to rinse off a little bit. We'll celebrate in a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think um, I think Han and Chewie took a bath on Mimbom, and that was the last time. That was the first time and the last time. Yeah, I'm sure um, as a as an orphan kid from the streets of Coruscant, that was a <laughs> uh, a great experience for him. And now he smells like Wookie for the rest of his life. Yep, which I assume is not great. <laughs> a wet Wookie, no. just a wet Wookie. <laughs> No, I love the action jacket. We're swinging. We're going full circle. We're right back to it. Like I like the action jacket. Uh, they they ripped on it on uh, Star Lord. Of course, has an action jacket in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right. Um, recently, I watched a film called Space Hunter with uh, Peter Strauss in it. It's from nineteen was it nineteen eighty three. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Uh, he uh, has uh, he has an action jacket. So you know what? I can picture the movie poster too. <laughs> can you? Have you have you seen <laughs> have you seen Space Hunter? I might have. Oh, it's Molly Ringwald, Peter Strauss, yeah. Ernie Sounds Hudson, familiar. Michael Ironside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael Ironside. Fun little flick. Was it somebody in the chat that said that uh, they didn't, they weren't aware who Michael Ironside was? That was the second time in the in the same day that I realized I'm aging out of social media. How do you age out of Michael Ironside? 
Exactly. Well, see, you, you can't look at it as a negative thing, Ro. You get <laughs> you get to introduce these kids to Michael Ironside. That's true. How cool is that? Very cool. That's I mean, that's pretty cool. What's the first Michael Ironside movie or show you remember? Robocop. Wait. Robocop. Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I um, I remember him being in V, the series. He was a great Ooh. actor. He was. I've never that. seen V. Yeah. Is it worth it? It's worth it if you want to experience the uh, the cheese and grit of '80s science fiction television. Well, we've been talking about Star Trek this whole time and Doctor Who, so I think I think I we think know where good, we're at right? on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a series. Not as good as uh, Battlestar Galactica 1980, but it's up there. Another one I've never I've seen the new Battlestar Galactica, most of it. It lost yeah. me eventually. Didn't they remake V? Or yes. was it a continuation? It was a- no. They. I. Th- I'm not sure if it was a continuation. I. Th- I think it was just a, a retelling of the story. Oh, okay. But um, yeah. Um, Freddy Krueger was in it. It's not related to V for Vendetta in any way, right? No, no. Same <laughs> letter, different story. I couldn't even. I couldn't keep a straight face even <laughs> when you can't see my face. That was bad. Um, I I apologize to everyone listening. Um, I take back all of my plugs. Uh, I'll edit them out. Oh, (laughs) just could you leave them in, but just bleep them? Could you just bleep thirty seconds at the beginning? (laughs) Just like what's happening? Oh, it wasn't. This is when he was plugging his stuff, and he doesn't deserve it. (laughs) Too funny. Oh, no. Oh, and I think I had to correct you. Earlier, you said Han Uh-oh. Solo growing up on the planet, uh, on the streets of uh, Coruscant. Oh. He was actually born on Corellia. Oh, I did I misspeak? I, I th- I'm going to have to go back. I'll fix uh, it in post, actually. I, I want to I go on the record as, as saying that I knew it was Corellia, and that was <laughs> me right, misspeaking. Well, we'll give, we'll give, well, they're, they're both k sounds, so Coruscant, yes. Corellia. Yeah, exactly. Corellia is so, where they make all the spaceships. It's the Detroit okay. of the inner. It's the right. It's the GM of the Star Wars <laughs> the galaxy. The Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> this is this is if you need a Buick, you go to Corellia. Don't trust the dealers on Coruscant. <laughs> but they're still trying to call you about that warranty. Oh, of course. On that Y Y T thirty one hundred. I don't even know where we're at, what we're doing anymore. Um, this is this is great. This is good fun. It's always uh, always good times talking to fellow sci-fi nerds. I actually, you know, I have a question that's not related to sci-fi tropes. If we can, okay. if we can dive back into because this is a uh, up until today, this was a Star Wars podcast. Uh, now it's a time travel podcast. Yeah, um, but if you could sit down with George Lucas. And ask him any one question. What would it be? Um, why didn't you hold on to the franchise 
Mm. I know, I know you were bothered by fan reactions and you were done with it, but why did you let it go? Why couldn't you just hold on to it for a little longer? Wow. Getting yeah. deep. I was going to ask him about like a lightsaber or something, but okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Michael well, Ironside yeah. was in Free Willy? I looked at Michael Ironside's <laughs> filmography. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, that's I when his career was, started to go downhill. I forgot he was in Top Gun. He's I mean, one I, of those actors Jester, that's everywhere. But, yeah, there was a while there where he just has... It's the 80s, and every year he's got multiple credits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but that was my that was my last question. That was my last question. Yes. I don't think you're going to like my answer to your last question. <laughs> my last question is, do you have any other questions? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, That's, you know what? That is kind of a, it's not really a, a multiverse type of situation that we just got into. It was a, um, it's kind of like a little wormhole time travel-y Oh. Cancel each other out type of trope that we just oh. got into. Okay. Because I know way, that you know that I know that you know exactly what right? you're going to ask me. But you also know, yes, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you're well-versed, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're killing me. Anthony, thank you so much. Um, any final thoughts on our little sci-fi trope discussion? I think we had a, a great discussion with a lot of uh, tropes in between there. Yeah. I, I think the final thing, uh, I've kind of touched on already, but tropes are there for a reason. They can be fun. They can be uh, well-used. They can be ill-used. It's all in how you do it. Absolutely. Moving the story along yeah. and uh, doing it in a fun way. Excellent one part of the sci-fi wise guys anthony thank you so much for joining me tonight the better part and uh yeah <laughs> why don't you tell folks uh where people can find you and say hello there yeah uh you can find us you can find the podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts if you can't find us on that podcatcher you, you let us know uh, so we are the sci-fi wise guys uh, and in our universe in our uh parallel universe are part of the multiverse sci-fi has a dash in it um, that's how we that's how we go <laughs> uh you can also find us on social media at sci-fi wise guys no dashes there because of how handles work in social media um yeah we uh we watch like i said independent straight to dvd or straight to stream style science fiction movies shorts tv shows so if you have a favorite old or new thing that you don't think enough people are watching you can let us know about it and we'll take a look excellent i have a short list i will uh pop it in the dm on twitter okay. and see what you think as excellent. long as as long as you, you can tell me where i can watch it because if i recall ro if i recall you recommended us what uh, recommended the movie to us <laughs> oh yes but the only place i could find it was a seven dollar dv used dvd <laughs> On eBay, wow, seven dollars. I, like, I think it was seven. I might be exaggerating, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was more than three dollars, which was the max amount of money I was willing to spend. <laughs> so, if you do have a recommendation, please tell us where we can watch it. 
Excellent, my friend. Thank you, Anthony, so much for joining us and everybody who uh, tuned in to tonight's show. If you're just finding us for the first time, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for trying us out here on this episode. Uh, if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the email scare of scuttlebutt at gmail.com. We also love to hear your voice. If you want to leave us a voicemail, dial the scare of scuttlebutt hotline 773-234-8659. Tell us what you think of tonight's topic. What is your favorite trope in sci-fi or, uh, give us some sci-fi recommendations. Uh, most likely uh, we want to see all the movies that Michael Ironside is in. Check it out. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is Ro. Anthony, thank you so much. Have a great evening. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold. 